Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're going to learn about Motion Ball from Doug Brown, as well as Whitney Boiteau, who's the director of media and marketing for Motion Ball. Also, checking in on the United Boxing Club in Winnipeg and a big event they've got coming up with David Johnson. And finally, Kirk Penton, our friend from The Athletic, stops by to chat the CFL as the Bombers are on a bye week. That is on the podcast. 2019 Motion Ball Marathon of Sport in Winnipeg coming up September 15th. So joining us to talk about that tonight is Motion Ball supporter and color commentator for the Blue Bombers here on 680 CGOB, Doug Brown. Doug, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, my friend. How are you? Doing well. Also joined by Whitney Watteau, Director of Media Marketing for Motion Ball. I accidentally hug up on Doug, but Whitney's here. How are you doing, Whitney? I'm well, thank you for having us, Christian. How are you? Doing well. So while Sky gets Doug back on the line, because I accidentally forgot to click the proper button, Whitney, why don't you explain to our listeners that may not know, what is Motion Ball? Well, Motion Ball is a national not-for-profit organization, all in support of Special Olympics Canada. And we really try and educate the public as well as raise funds for the Special Olympics movement through integrated sporting events. So this coming Sunday, we have our main fundraiser, which is the Marathon of Sport. It is an all-day athletic competition where teams team up together. They all have a minimum amount of money to raise, as well as they play with Special Olympic athletes the day of. So it's all about inclusion. Doug, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's the last time you hang up on me, Christian. I'll tell you that right now. All right, I promise. Okay, so Doug, why did why did you get involved in Motion Ball? Uh, honestly, uh, my, my partner's on the board of directors, and uh, I'd never really heard of it before, and she had me come out uh, one year, and uh, I was like, what is this? Um, you ever have sports day as a kid? Did you have that, Christian? Well, like in elementary school? Yeah. I mean... Like the, this is like the best day of the year, right? You had like running races, you had all these competitions. It's basically all, all day things. recess. Yeah, exa- that's exactly what motion ball is. Uh, but it's more competitive, it's more fun, and there's a fundraising element. So, yeah, no, she uh, she brought me out once, and I was like, what the heck is this? And, you know, uh, when you retire from professional football, you still have that you have that void in your life of competition, right? So I, I put uh, together a team called Blue and Old as opposed to Blue and Gold, <laughs> and it's a bunch of uh, like-minded, uh, washed-up uh, former athletes and uh, a bunch of my firemen buddies. And uh, we compete every year. Uh, we try to be one of the top teams in fundraising. And then uh, we join up with our special Olympian. His name's Kenny. We've had him for a few years in a row. And he's outstanding. And he, he's won a few uh, other competitions for us as well. So it is, uh, it's so much fun. It's an all-day thing. Even in the worst weather, you still have a blast. So, Whitney, what are all the sports that are on the offer sheet here? Well, as you can expect, we do flag football. There's floor hockey, bocce, kickball, and this year we're bringing a new sport, which is pinball. Pinball? Yeah, I'm a little worried about pinball. Pinball. Oh. I have no idea what that is. I'm, I'm trying to get It'll tape on it because I know all my team members. <laughs> what is it? What is it again? What is It'll, pinball exactly? It's pinball. It's similar to omniball. It'll be a learning experience. It's really a giant inflatable ball and you only have a few people on the court at a time and you really want to try and avoid it touching the floor of the court. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to vi- I'm trying time. to I'm trying to visualize that. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this. I have to YouTube and put up a playbook for my team. Part of the responsibilities, you know, Kirsten. So Whitney, if, if, is it too late for someone to sign up for this or no? So registration unfortunately has closed, okay. but if someone is wanting to just come around, we always welcome spectators to come because it's an amazing day just to see it and experience it in person. And then we could have them come on board next year. Awesome. So Doug, is there any pressure to perform for you or is there people expecting <laughs> good things out of you here? You know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> we've had some real amusing uh, situations. Last year, we found ourselves down 14 nothing in the touch football segment. Oh, no. And we were like, so we had to, we had to call an emergency huddle and, and rectify that. In a hurry. Luckily, we came out on top. But uh, we had another time, uh, former punter uh, Mike Renault, uh, he was kicking off in football. And, uh, you know, he did it in a reasonable and appropriate manner for the level we're playing at. And he got chirped. Somebody actually said, I thought you used to be a pro punter. So the next time he kicked it about four fields over. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Every, every now and then, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta dust them off a little bit and uh, uh, pull out the pros versus Joe's, but it's, it is so much fun. The, the athletes have the greatest time. Um, we raise a ton of money. I think last year my team raised like twelve thousand dollars. My goodness! Uh, yeah, they they raised well over a hundred grand. Um, this year they're going for two hundred thousand dollars in a single day. So the reason people can't add or uh, enter any more teams is they're sold out. They literally have a capacity of how many teams they can accept, and uh, they're at their limit already. So um, as as she mentioned, people are welcome to come down and, and watch, and uh, but. Everybody and every team, if you go on any social media, you'll see we're all clamoring for donations. And obviously it's for the one of the greatest causes I involved myself in, which is the, the Canadian Foundation for Special Olympics. And uh, all you have to do is play. You play sports with these kids all day. And it's uh, one of the most worthwhile things you can do. So, yeah, Whitney, you've also participated in this before. What does that feel like when you're out there just having fun with a Special Olympian? There is nothing quite like this feeling of being out there and seeing the athletes. They, their time and opportunity to shine. They can show you their skill set and show you the sports that they play. And myself, I'm not an athlete. I don't have much athletic competition. So it's really there for fun and to meet new people and to really build that opportunity for everyone out there. So, so where is this being held again? This year, it's at Investors Group Field, oh. as well as the soccer complex at the University of Manitoba. We have outgrown our space every single year. It's very impressive. So, Doug, you're going to be playing on the IG Field turf? Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, it'll be my first time. <laughs> Tell you the truth. So, I uh, couldn't be for a better cause. Uh, can I share one more story with you? This is a true story. Of course. From a couple, from a couple years ago. Um, so, they came down. Uh, to the fact that there were a couple teams left. I think there were three or four teams left on the day that had won all their sporting competitions. And so they decided to have a, a bocce ball off where everybody sent out one member from their team. They throw out the, the white little ball that you got to get your ball closest to. And then every team that was, that was undefeated that day got to throw a ball. And we sent out our, uh, our special Olympian, his name's Kenny Jansen. We call him Clutch Kenny, mm. and uh, he actually he won it for us. Like he beat he beat all the other teams. We ran out, we hoisted him up in the air. It was 
as he told me, he's like, he's like, I feel like I just won the Grey Cup or maybe said Stanley Cup. And I'm like, well, at least that's a feeling that you got because I never got to experience that. So he was, uh, yeah, he was just purely elated. And uh, it, it's you have moments like that, man, and it's it's just fantastic. So Whitney, we mentioned that it's you know you can't join this year, but if someone can come down, they see this, they hear this, it's something that they can have on the radar for next year, right? Exactly. We're always looking to get more people involved and it'll just be a fun day. There's lots going on. We have a braid bar. There's going to be a boot camp and people can just see the excitement. So there's opening ceremonies, which will be held at 9 a.m. If anyone's wanting to attend, we'll have all of the athletes running out, which is unbelievable, as well as the closing ceremonies at 3.30 if anyone else is wanting to check out that and this is Sunday, September 15th. Whitney Boiteau, Director of Media and Marketing for Motion Ball, and Doug Brown, participant, supporter. Appreciate you both joining me tonight. Doug, I'm sorry I'll never hang up on you again. <laughs> hey, thanks for having us on. I'm just happy Thank I got to so come much. on and share my experiences. All right. I am joined in studio by David Johnson with the United Boxing Club. David, how are you doing tonight? Very good. So you've got a big event, come two big events coming up this week. Yes, sir. You've got, um, well, why don't you just tell me, first of all, what's going on tomorrow night at the Met? So we have uh, uh, the Mele Gala 7. So uh, um, it's a, a charity show that we put on um, and bring in international teams um, and also have our corporate challenge competitors uh, fighting on it. Okay, so... Let's start with the, I guess, the the top card. Who have yeah. you brought in from uh, internationally? Totally. So uh, we bring in Boxing Canada's champions. Uh, so, uh, and and this year we brought in six of them, uh, four, male, four males, two females, uh, to fight against Team Philippines. So mm. this is uh, the first time we've really gone uh, kind of a, taking a big swing and, and brought someone in from, from very far away. But we know we've got a huge Filipino community yes. here. Uh, and we know they, they love boxing, so I think it's going to be a really fun event. Well, they've got one of the most famous boxers in the world exactly, in their yeah. country's flag, Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, so tomorrow night, you mentioned corporate challenge. What's that? Yeah, so that's our uh, um, taking people from zero to 100 uh, in three months. So we're taking people who have never boxed before, training them for three months. Oh, my gosh. Um, and at this event, they're going to have their first boxing fight. They're so. going to fight. <laughs> In the ring, three uh, we, months. <laughs> we call it a boxing bout. It's not a fight, but uh, okay. um, you know, they're they're uh, we've trained them to to be safe, mm-hmm. protect themselves, but also Are they fighting uh, each other. Yeah. Okay. We taught them how to, to to throw a punch. They've been sparring with each other, okay. so they they have a little bit of uh, uh, understanding of what to expect. But you know, the big stage, it's it's a totally <laughs> different beast. How are they feeling right now? Um, yeah, I wish I had someone here because, uh, they could tell you about the nerves. They're uh, gearing up their focus tonight. I, I, I don't know how you'd sleep before your first fight. You, you could, well, well that, you've gone through it, right? You were, you did the corporate challenge a few years ago. Exactly. I did it in 2016 and, uh, best, best feeling. Um, but you know what? I, I'd prepared for three months. So I, I was sleeping like a baby cause okay. I was working hard that the, all that time right. because I didn't want to embarrass myself. I wanted to, to. Uh, you know, have a, put it on a really good match and, and not get punched in the face too much. Okay. So in the time since 2016, which is when you did that, yeah, you've stuck with boxing. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I've stayed uh, stayed on at United Boxing Club. Um, it's just, uh, it's awesome there. And, uh, yeah, get, had a few more bouts, and, and it's uh, it's been good. Have you been punched in the face? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a super heavyweight, so the, the big boys, uh, yeah, we, we've got some power in there. Yeah, but you've also... Hit some people in the face. Totally, it's it's been a give or take. So, what is it about boxing that kind of drew you in in the first place, and why you've stuck with it? Yeah, that's a good question. I was a hockey player. I was a rugby player. Always a team game, and and uh, you know the individual aspect of uh, you know the time that you put in equals you know the the success that you have in the squared circle is just um, is is really what's driven me. Um, you know, and I, I've, I, I'm a little bit older than, than a lot of the boxers at our gym, but you know, it's just nice to have a why and, and, you know, th- that's, what's always in your mind when you're pushing forward to, to be in this crazy sport. Right. And so how, what is the health of boxing as a sport, not just in Winnipeg, Manitoba, but also in Canada? Uh, Canada, you know, well, I, I was driving the Philippines to, to their hotel on, on Monday and they asked me who's the most famous Canadian boxer. Um, and I didn't really have like well, a, a, most famous Canadian boxer <laughs> is British, right? Lennox, <laughs> yeah, Lewis. Lennox Lewis. So, you know, I, I was like Jean Pascal, like, you know, not a lot of people would right. know who, who that is. And he's kind of, um, kind of past his prime. And, and if you'd asked a Filipino person, Manny Pacquiao. So, right. um, you know, we're, it's growing like um, United Boxing Club is, is part of a great chain of, of gyms across uh, Canada. We hold uh, provincial championships. We hold nationals. Um, and so that really gives people a chance to, to you know, compete in the sport, see where they're at, uh, and then compete at the highest level, um, which is these international bouts. So, uh, you know, w- we just want people to come out and support these events so that we can keep putting it on so that we can one showcase the international bouts, but get our, our people some, some uh, reps as well. So for those who maybe have never tried it and are afraid of the getting punched in the head part of it, yeah, w- ignoring that, and it, you don't have to be, you know, getting in fights or bouts yeah. to feel the benefits of training, right? Totally. So, um, yeah, I think people are a little worried about coming into a boxing club because they think, you know, you're punched. Yeah, you're going to get punched walking in through the door. Um, but we at United, we kind of have a, a system in place and, and we've actually added a, a separate level this year where um, it's kind of walking people uh, to whatever level they want to go in the sport. So we have a fundamentals class that uh, runs about 13 times a, a week. Every day at 720, you can come in, no contact at all. You're just working your butt off, uh, getting the sweat on, hitting the bag, learning the technique and stuff like that. Then we have technical, uh, which is an intro to sparring, which is the new class that we've done about three or four times a week. And that's where you've got to get a, a medical, mm-hmm. you got to have your mouth guard, but it's kind of a slower pace so you can really learn learn how to uh, block and take a punch and, and, you know, it's at a slower pace, then we can get you on our competitive team. Where are you located? Yeah, we're in the Osborne Village. Okay. Um, So we're technically on Scott Street, uh, 5201 Scott. Okay. But our entrance is off of Gertrude. Uh, It's actually, Gertrude is this amazing street where we've got Brick House, 
Uh, we've got Moda Yoga, Snap Fitness, and then United is the, a little uh, spot. A little fitness village there. Exactly. I, I think we should rename the <laughs> street. All right. So uh, you, we mentioned you've got the Melee Gala 7 tomorrow night. You've also got something big coming up on Sunday, the United Boxing Classic 2. Yes. So uh, that's going to be the rematch between these international teams. That was the way that we could get, bring a team like Philippines into Canada. They want... Uh, value for their money. Of course, they came a long way. So they're going to essentially have a rematch uh, from Thursday, uh, Sunday, barring any concussions or cuts or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, we have a a few more corporate challenge bouts uh, on there. And and we have a number of our our Manitoba amateurs on the card. So um, it's nice to be able to put a bunch of our competitive team, a United competitive team on that card. And... Proceeds from these tickets are going to charities too. Exactly. So we uh, we it, it it goes to United, but we run a program for called Rock City Boxing. It's for people with Parkinson's, mm. um, and they've just found that activity of any kind is great for people with, Parkin- with Parkinson's. Um, but boxing, in its own way, of you really have to kind of think about things and, and learn and, and program your body. It's been great for Parkinson's, uh, people with Parkinson's. So um, this is Rocksteady is this uh, huge thing across North America. I, I think there's 500 locations kind of doing it, popping up and just uh, helping people uh, manage their lives. Awesome. And if people want to get tickets to these events, where do they go? Good question. Uh, so Eventbrite. Uh, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E is is the website. Okay. Uh, you can really just Google United Boxing Classic or Melee Gala, um, and uh, and we should pop up. 50 bucks to be in the balcony of the Met for the gala. It's a formal attire affair, um, but uh, it's going to be really nice. And then on Sunday, United Boxing Classic, 30 bucks to get in on the floor. Um, it's going to be, there's going to be lots of good fights. Awesome. So tomorrow night, doors open at 5, matches begin at 6.30, and then mm-hmm. Sunday, doors open at 12.30, matches start at 1. David, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Good hey, luck this weekend. Thank you so much for your time. So, to talk about the CFL, we're joined by our friend Kirk Penton from The Athletic. Kirk, how are you doing tonight? Very good, Christian. How are you, sir? Good. How have you uh, been enjoying this month of CFL action? It's been a lot of rivalry action. Has it lived up to the hype? It hasn't been too bad. I mean, uh, you know, the Riders and Bombers both win at home. Uh, Calgary, Calgary's looking like Calgary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Those, those games weren't exactly exciting, <laughs> but Calgary is kind of uh, asserting its dominance once again. And uh, yeah, Hamilton, Toronto, those guys, I thought they were, were going to break out the knives and the, the brass knuckles when they played on uh, on Labor Day. So it was, uh, it was pretty entertaining and... Uh, yeah, the season just continues to confuse people, and you know it, we really don't know how it's going to end up. And uh, I don't know. We'll uh, it's going to make for a great last month and a half, that's for sure. We've talked before Winnipeg went into Edmonton about, and I think a lot of people felt this way. Edmonton was looking like maybe the strongest team in the CFL. They're now six and six. They've yeah. fallen back. Saskatchewan is seven and four. Calgary seven and four. The Bombers nine and three in the West. Is Calgary? looking like maybe they're the best team right now? Well, I mean, I think I, I've said all season long to anybody who's asked and uh, that Calgary is still the champs. They're, they're, until somebody really 
you know, takes them out or, <laughs> you know, if they're not going to make the playoffs, then you, you got to wonder. But when you look at how much parity there's been in the West division this year, I mean, I don't know if you can really, I don't know if you can say that they're not the strongest team. I mean, Winnipeg, however, at nine and three, technically is the best team in the West, just because even though they've lost their starting quarterback and their uh, running back for two games, I mean, they still find a way to win. And that, that in itself is impressive and technically is even more impressive than a, than a team winning with, with their starters. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a fantastic finish. I, I think Winnipeg and Calgary are going to be battling for that spot in the Grey Cup. I really do. So how good is it that the CFL schedule makers gave Winnipeg their last two games against Calgary? Yeah, not bad, eh? Pretty good. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Often, I mean, we've seen so many bad years where player, you know, teams have to sit guys, and it's because they're so far ahead, right? And I don't think we're going to see that this year. These teams are going to have to fight all the way till the uh, till the end of the season. So, not only will we have teams needing to to play to win, but they might be needing to beat the team they're facing to uh, to finish ahead of them in the standings. So, hopefully, that uh, the last week or two weeks of the regular season uh, are full of games like that. So this weekend, uh, Ottawa, BC doesn't matter because they're both not making the playoffs, but Hamilton no. at Calgary is enormous for both teams. Hamilton trying to stay a couple of games ahead of Montreal in the East Division race, and then Calgary trying to continue their strong run with Bo Levi Mitchell back at the helm. How It's September 14th, that game, but how really big a game is that between Hamilton and the defending champs? Well, I mean, it's. I think it could very well be the Grey Cup, right? So, I don't know if it really matters if you need to get that that mental edge over a team. And Hamilton did beat uh, Calgary the last time they played in Hamilton, but uh, it was Nick Arbuckle at the helm and no Bo Levi Mitchell. So, although this time around we have Dane Evans and no Jeremiah Mazzoli, mm-hmm. and the Tie Cats keep winning even without Jeremiah Mazzoli, which I think speaks to. Uh, how good they are on defense and, and their special teams are, are pretty good too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game. The first game was pretty good with Nick Arbuckle at the helm. And uh, I think this one has the potential to be pretty good as well. But, uh, you know, I think, I think Calgary's going to get it done. I just, I don't know how you can count them out with, with the way they're, they're playing and, and just how clinical they were in uh, taking out Edmonton in, in the, in the first game. And then, you know, the second one, the Esks lost Trevor Harris, which definitely helped Calgary. But um, no, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how Calgary's offense does against Hamilton's defense. If if, if Hamilton's defense can can uh, confuse Bo Levi Mitchell, then I think Hamilton has a very good chance to win the East. But my uh, my my brain is telling me that that won't be the case. How really critical a litmus test is it for teams like Winnipeg and Hamilton to still succeed without their starting quarterback? Well, I mean, it's it's everything. I mean, Winnipeg has now shown that they can do it. They beat Edmonton and Saskatchewan with Chris Streveler, who shouldn't be winning football games. You know, Winnipeg has, I believe, an average of 205 passing yards. Their top receiver is 24th in the league, and he's averaged something like 26 yards over the last nine games. That's their leading receiver, and yet they're finding new ways to win, and that is so crucial because – We've, there are teams in this league that lost their starting quarterback, hello Ottawa, and just everything fell apart. Now Ottawa did lose other 
players, other key players like Greg Ellingson, Sir Vincent Rogers, people like that. But no, if you can if you can find a way to get it done on defense and special teams, and and you find that unique quarterback like Chris Strebler who can, you know, run over people and not around them, and then Dane Evans hasn't had to play very tough teams, and we're going to see how good Dane Evans is this weekend. But you know, the ability to win in a passing league, as it's the CFL has always been known, without a, a strong passer is uh, is huge, and it means that everybody is still in this running to win the Grey Cup. It's it's a it's a fantastic year because in the past we've seen quarterbacks go down, and that was it. But teams are teams are finding those backups who can get it done. It's great. Saskatchewan had that with Cody Fajardo to start the season. They're hosting Montreal Saturday as well. Two teams that are going to make the playoffs that are probably not going to win their division, but you never know. Saskatchewan yeah. with a wake-up call in the Banjo Bowl, but Montreal keeps finding ways to win. How good is Montreal? Well, I think they're I think they're fine, and I want to see them play Hamilton. I want to see how Dane Evans does against that defense, which, you know, if, if Dane Evans struggles this weekend against Calgary and Montreal somehow pulls it out in Saskatchewan, I don't think they will. Um but, you know, Montreal is a very good team. Montreal has talent. Vernon Adams is in his third year, fourth year now, and he's shown that he can play quarterback. So they have the ability to win every game they play, unlike some of the other teams in this league, like Ottawa, Toronto, BC. So they have a chance. They have a very good chance to upend Hamilton and finish first in that division. They they still do. And, it's, and I, it would not surprise me if they did. So, like I said, I, I wouldn't count out Montreal getting to the Grey Cup. It's not that it's not that long of a trip to get to Calgary for Montreal this year because of Ottawa and Toronto. Finally, Kirk, who is the MOP right now? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> that it's it's confounding, really. I is mean, there one? Brandon is it Willie Banks, Jefferson? Brandon Banks. I mean, I was going to throw out Willie Jefferson just because, I mean, it's recent history that's making me say that, just how well he's played now. you got to look at the entire season. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he started slowly, but he's just, he has been the best player in the league for the last month, without a doubt. I don't know, crazier things have happened. And, And in this year, when teams are winning with defense and special teams, I mean, it's been the year of the returner, don't forget. Janarian Grant getting it done again. It had been a few weeks since uh, anybody had returned a touchdown and it looks like he's got that party started again. So why not in a year like that? I mean, you tend, you tend to look at the quarterbacks. They're Nobody all hurt there though. has been healthy. They're all hurt except for Mike Riley, who is the only one who should be hurt <laughs> based on how many times he's been hit. Yeah. You got Brandon Banks, Andrew Harris, as we've, I think we've discussed, you know, is, is likely not going to get it. He's yeah. still leading the league. But I really think his uh, he's going to have trouble getting those votes outside of Winnipeg. Right. And uh, and after Brandon Banks and and Willie Jefferson and Andrew Harris, I mean, it's thin it's thin pickings. So it's up in the air. Uh, it's it's one of those fantastic years. Not only do we not know who's going to win the Grey Cup or get there, there's so many possibilities. The same thing applies to uh, to the league award. So it's still up in the air. And these guys now have six, seven, eight weeks to. Uh, to lay claim to these honors. It's it's going to, like I said, it's just going to be a fantastic end of the year. That's yeah, going to be fascinating. Kirk, we'll be watching. We'll be reading your stuff on The Athletic. Appreciate your time as always. All right, Christian, have a good night.
Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?